You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. inside the locker room. I hope you could hear me. I'm trying to be on this clean feed, but this first hour is brought to you by the great folks over at Yellowwood, Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. I'll kick it right to Dad and uh, and see if we can get this other stuff figured out. Go ahead, Dad. Uh, this uh, Last night, uh, the Braves have their backs to the wall. Uh, Bryce Harper hit two home runs. The Phillies won 10-2. to um, Braves are hanging in there best they can, but it's it's uh, going to be dangerous. They're still at the, they'll be playing at Philadelphia tonight. The Astros beat the Twins three to two. The Dodgers, who've had some injuries, haven't been a really well. They're a very good team. Um, got put out last night. The Diamondbacks beat them four to two. So that pretty much clears that up with with uh, the Dodgers, who I thought might be a real prospect to to do something. In football, uh, UTIP 27, FIU 14, and Sam Houston uh, got beat by New Mexico State 27 to 13. Um, today or tonight, if you're interested in watching some football, you know we have that NFL game, the Broncos and the Chiefs play on Amazon. I can't pick that up very good. Uh, the Braves, again, I mentioned this, will play the, the Phillies tonight. On TBS at seven oh seven, and um, we've got uh, some uh, NCAA football tonight. West Virginia and Houston. Houston struggle. West Virginia's played a lot better. Houston gets three points in that game. Uh, St. Francis of Pennsylvania and Wagner play. I think it is at six o'clock. Not much interest to our listeners probably. And SMU, who is going to join the ACC is playing at East Carolina. East Carolina Athletic Director is a friend of Barry's and has been around Tuscaloosa. Um, East Carolina gets 11 and a half in that game. My blue plate, um, I'm just about to decide that I'm going to change from the, the ones. I'm not going to mention it right now. I may have changed from what uh, Barry and I talked about earlier. Uh, in other news, Kansas avoided a, a big penalty. Uh, they had penalized themselves pretty pretty good, and um, Coach Bill just got uh, a three, uh, not not anything bad. So they uh, they got uh, they self imposed a lot of penalties to themselves. 
and um, I think it worked out okay for them. But uh, people be complaining about that. But uh, they did; they were able to forget those those situations there. Um, Miami offensive coordinator has come out and said that it was his fault. Uh, he should have told the head coach, but he suggested that they run the football when they fumbled it. Um, and, um, you know, got it back and, and, um, Georgia Tech scored a touchdown. So he's taking responsibility for that as best he could, uh, publicly. Um, I'll just mention two or three things from Barry and I'll talk. Um, Jaden Daniels is, is really a good player. Uh, they're playing Auburn and he played, and I watched, had, good fortune of watching all those games and he played really really well against Missouri so sometimes we forget how good he is Carson Beck's done a good job at Georgia and I'm going to tell you something the quarterback at the quarterback at Missouri is a good player he can really play and, and certainly Milrose played better so it's the quarterback situation in the in the in the SEC is not talked about much but um they're they're pretty they're pretty darn good uh, outside of that, we offer uh, welcome your calls if you want to call in and tell us what you think. Alabama, more kid is injured, of course, defensive back. They've got some injuries, and so does Arkansas. Um, they're not saying exactly, you know, whether to play or not going to play, but both of them are kind of beat up a little bit. And you get beat up this time of year, and um, so it'll be interesting to see. It, it'll be, uh, Barry has mentioned to us, uh, to y'all, to all of us that he thought might be a trap game, and it's a it's a be careful game. There's no doubt about it uh, because everybody's waiting on Tennessee and Arkansas is good enough to beat you if you don't play. But um, we'll see what happens there. That's about it, Barry. All right. Well, let's just get uh, right to the Yellowwood Hotline and go ahead and get Tom into the show with us this morning. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom. Morning, Coach. Morning, Barry. I, I, do y'all get sick of me calling every? No, glad for you call in. No, especially if you know something. Uh, well, <laughs> I wish I did, but I, unfortunately, I don't. I like to call in and say stuff, but I don't know if there's no value to it. But it is fun. Uh, you know, a year and a half ago, I, can I go baseball for a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Sure. What, what do y'all make of all this scoring that's going up? To me, it seems like there is a lot of hitting and a lot of scoring going on in these blank playoffs. Well, you know, the, um, the, you know, if you get pitchers hurt or if you get pitchers tired in the, in, at the, towards the end of the season for whatever reason, your hitters over, overcome your pitchers some. I know, I know the Braves have been a little bit troubled with their pitching. But I think the longer the season goes, it affects the it affects the pitchers, Tom, more than it does the hitters. So you you think at this point you're saying and uh, to me that uh, it, it's kind of a hitter's game the longer the season goes. Well, I think in some cases with some teams it is because you know once you're hitting the hitting the hitting the baseball and having a really good year hitting it, unless you're injured, you continue to do that. Because you're not right. taking your arm and throwing throwing the ball, and with pitching, you know you've got all kind of problems. You've got blisters on your fingers. Uh, you got whatever you know with your feet sometimes, and it affects you. I think it's just more effective. I think Barry can well, that makes, comment. That makes sense. 
me. That makes sense. Well, you know, it's uh, those guys with a good eye. You know, they make you throw strikes, man. You got to throw that ball in that box. And so when those guys, you know, they get ahead in the count or whatever, they know what's coming, and they've seen you. You know, they've seen these guys. There's a lot of a lot of scouting reports out on these pitchers. And I think when you get to the World Series, maybe the familiarity won't be there as much. But uh, like the Braves, you know, they're down two starters. I was worried. Oh, I know. Going to start yet? Yesterday, and then ended up being a problem for them. I'm, I'm sure they're going to go with Strider today. They got the season on the line. They got to go with Strider even on four days rest to try to get that thing back to Atlanta somehow. Yeah, I, I agree. Again, uh, and to your point that uh, that the, the hand-eye coordination of of these real Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper came up there yesterday, his first home run. Uh, Joe Simpson, I was listening to it on radio. I didn't get to watch it, but I listened to it on radio. Joe Simpson said he came up there and he was sitting on a curveball with, uh, I, I forgot the pitcher's name now, golly. Anyway, uh, he said Bryce Hopkins came up there. He was sitting on uh, a curveball, got it, and rode it right out the park. And, uh, but I, I wanted to, I read an article, uh, about a year ago, maybe a little more, that uh, and A Rod was talking about different staffs in the uh, major league, and he pointed out this guy that is on the staff at Philadelphia. His name's Kevin Long. Are y'all familiar with him? He's a hitting coach. No, I'm not, but I don't keep up with it like I, like I should. Very probably. Well, do. I mean, this was I I, I ran across this at. at uh, this article by accident, I'm telling you. It wasn't like I was looking for it. I ran across it by accident. And he was talking about him being the best hitting coach, not only in the major leagues, but in his opinion, the best hitting coach ever in baseball. And I thought, man, that's interesting. So, therefore, I started keeping up with the Phillies kind of in the box door just to see out of curiosity. By God, I think he might be on to something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I know uh, hitting coaches can help you some, so much, so many times when you get to to the major leagues, you pretty much had a lot of instruction, and they get these guys can continue to to help you. Maybe the instruction you've had, but you've had a lot when you get there, really. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking too. I agree with that, and uh, and and A Rod, let's face it, was one of the better hitters when uh, in his younger days coming through. And then, you know, to say that, I thought, now, wait a minute. You know, I'm like, you. when those guys get there, they pretty much through being told everything. They don't, they got what they got. But I don't know, you know. And, and then you watch how the Phillies have done the last two or three years since they hired him. It may, it, it, it's got to be something to that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, to win, it's a combination of hitting and pitching. You got to have good, you know. You got to have fast outfielders, good defense inside. Your, your shortstops and your third baseman are, whew, are they keys, much more so than anybody else you've got up front. So um, those those up front people, the shortstops and third baseman, they got to play for you and make the big plays for you. So I don't know. Listen to this: when he was a prospect in the minor league, he was in the Yankee organization, and so he worked for a drywall company in the off-season because, you know, they don't make that much money. And so he had a job. He was working, and a hammer fell off a scaffold and hit him in the right eye. 
and it broke mm. like three or four bones in that area, and it ended his baseball career. Yeah. And he was a, like a real hot prospect coming through and could hit the ball really well. And then, uh, you know, that happened, and then he went to went into coach. Isn't that strange? That is strange. Yeah, really he, he broke like <laughs> he, he broke those. Uh, you, you, those you, you get you give the Braves any chance tonight to get that thing back to him? I, I don't. I, I think it's over because I I've been brainwashed into thinking he's the greatest hitting coach ever, and they're not going to give it up. <laughs> be difficult. <laughs> that article blew my mind. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it'll be tough. Strider can All do right, it, though. Strider's, Strider's tough enough to do it, uh, so anyway. All right, uh, we will uh, get to break here. We'll come back with your phone calls, trying to make sure you guys can hear me. I'm trying to do this clean feed from my phone, so I don't know how well that's good. Dad, can you hear me at all? Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Okay. I can hear you. All right, we want to thank two-minute two minute truck at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth new It's local. Out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. Men and truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we just had a wreck reported on 2059 eastbound, just past the Brookwood rest area, around mile marker 85. It's blocking the right lane. No emergency services there yet, so please use caution. If you see other conditions, let me know. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan, up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Thursday morning. Some North Porters are voicing concern about the impact business growth in the city is having on traffic congestion. The planned car wash at the busy McFarland and the Highway 69 intersection is one example. Northport Council President Jeff Hogg tells news partner ABC 3340 the business interest in the city is a result of Northport's steady growth. Mayor John Hinton recently told the Northport City Council the population is approaching an estimated 30,000 residents. Don Hartley Tuscaloosa Media, Tuscaloosa. Calling on Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today, although we might see a few intervals of sunshine this afternoon. The high 72. Tonight and tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a chance of widely scattered showers. The low tonight, 60. The high tomorrow at 73. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to jump into any of the shows? Call Tide 100.9 right now at 205-342-9904. Will somebody answer that damn phone? That's 205-342-9904. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. You're going to build that fence, that deck, that pergola. It's only one choice. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that's closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. All right, let's get to Nick Saban clips, uh, or just at least get to his opening statement uh, in preparation. His uh, press conference on Wednesday that have gotten shorter uh, and shorter, but uh, he uh, does has all his media obligations today. He's going to be on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, I, I won't that, watch that. I guess, that's for, I guess that's for recruiting. He actually gave 
Pat McAfee of Alabama Jersey, but he'll have his uh, radio show tonight, which I actually think he kind of enjoys that radio show. But uh, he does meet with the media after practice on Wednesdays. Today kind of be the last time he will be on. But here's what he here was his opening statement yesterday over in the Mountmore building. of nothing you get up every day you're entitled to nothing nobody owes you nothing you could have talent but if you don't have discipline and you don't execute you don't focus what do you get nothing if you're complacent and not paying attention to detail. What does that get you? Nothing. So nothing is acceptable but your best. So we need to be, everything is determined by what you do and you trying to be your best so that you can build on positive performance so that, and that's, that's the only thing, there should be nothing else. All right, but that, you know, for everybody. Um, so that's what we have to stay focused on. That's what we need to do. Um, and, you know, we got rained out today, so we had to go inside. And um, we, need, we, we need to not accept anything but our best in terms of what we're doing in preparation. Uh, that's, that's sad. That's just sad when you're, you know, you... You've got a bunch of injuries. You don't really want to get into that. You really won't, don't want to get into the game as much. You're obligated to be to do something media-wise, and you try to you try to use uh, a little psychology on your on your play on your players and on the fans. And it's uh, he does that from time to time. His book, the Elko's book, is he does some of that kind of stuff, and that's okay. Uh, you know, as far as trying to learn something about how the game is going to go, um, everything's speculation anyway. Um, uh, it, it was fine. All right. Uh, no, I can't get to your text because I got – what is the next clip of uh, with Coach Saban? Uh, we, we got him talking about uh, the Arkansas front and everything there. All right. Let's hear about – Okay. Let's hear about Arkansas. Go ahead. This will be more. Together they execute. Look, they're, 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 their whole front seven is very aggressive, very physical. Uh, they play well together. They execute their scheme really, really well. Uh, we're going to have to do a great job up front, um, and that's going to be the challenge. And this guy is, you know, a really good tackler, very productive, very instinctive, good athlete, physical, tough guy. So he's one of the better linebackers we played against. All right, there he is. Go ahead. Go ahead, Doug. Well, he's, um, you know, he's talking a little bit about their defense and um uh, likewise, the the Arkansas coaches talked about the the abilities of the of the Alabama defense. So uh, the defensive side of the football is going to be big here because uh, 
both quarterbacks have great ability and they have great running ability. And, um, you know, you're so, so much, so much, uh, so many times you, you make a lot of yardage by the quarterback keeping it. And I think, um, so they bragged on each other, both defensively. Um, actually both the teams, um, a little bit alike. I think, uh, I think Arkansas is good defense. They've lost some close games. They don't have quite the number of players that Alabama has. And I think, as I've always said, it's a mental game uh, to be ready to play. You've just gone and had a big win at, T- at, at Texas A&M. So you feel good about yourself. Everybody's running around talking about Tennessee uh, or a little bit and also not buying all the tickets to the Arkansas game. makes you think the game's going to be easy. And those are the games that you that you fear the most when you're coaching. So. I think that that's the that's um, you've just got to be ready to play. If you're ready to play, you win. If you don't, not ready to play, you you get your fandies beat. What's your uh, what's your thoughts about Milrow? Oh, I think he's improved 100. percent I've always said he was a good passer. He just hasn't thrown enough. Sometimes he he, he his eyes are not where they need to be, and sometimes and there have been occasions that. Uh, that the opponents have shot shot the gap and intercepted the ball when he actually didn't see the third the, the second defender. He saw the he saw the initial defender, but he didn't see the second defender. He didn't have a lot of time. Um, but I think uh, they haven't gotten to him, and if you get to him too quickly, he runs by you. So the abilities that he has to run really is very very good. And I think the, the the longer he plays and the more he plays, um, the better he's going to be as far as execution with the pass is concerned. Um, you know, he generally has one batting, bad passing play um, per game, uh, and in the tight games, that's not good. But uh, I think he I think he's proved proven that he's he's is the right choice. Uh, I think, I think Tommy's done a better job than people want to give him credit for Everybody will hang up on that one. But I, I think he has, um, I think he did a very good job in the third quarter of, of really seeing the defense, A&M's defense and, and Milroy took advantage of it through good passes and, and, um, the receivers came alive. And um, I think now the receivers have a little bit more, especially Burton, have a, lot, a little bit more confidence than they had with, you know, with the team than they did prior to that game. And I think as you go through it, uh, you get more comfortable if you're Tommy Reese and coaching your personnel and who can do what. How much does that help you as you kind of go through this, go through this season? What's that again? I'm sorry. As, as far as Tommy Reese, the, yeah, getting familiar with his players. Yeah, I think I think he's I think he feels a little bit better about the way things are going. Uh, running backs and the offensive line need to work together a little bit better. They would like they would like to switch to to the running game. They'll do more of that, I think, than that they've done in past years. But. Uh, um, it's worked okay, but it, uh, still, I, I think you have to pass the football to win in the SEC and already college football now. And uh, they've tried to combine the two a little bit in a little bit different way, really run the football as much as they possibly could, and then pass it. And of course, the defensive 
uh, people, Barry, uh, have the feeling that 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 when they play Alabama, that 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 Milrow is is a little bit questionable passer. So they're going to do everything they can to stop the run. And then when they do that, Tommy's Tommy's done a good job of picking up on that. And and, and um, you know, Milrow's throwing the ball well, and the receivers are better. Alabama's improved. They've the um, the staffs. They don't sit around all day now. They, the offensive and defensive staffs get in there together at times, and then they get in there separately at times. And as I said yesterday, the head coach is in there on both occasions. You find a lot of coaches that are not. You know, Bobby Bowden, he, Bobby Bowden never went to defensive meetings. Elaine Kiffin doesn't go to defensive meetings very much, so that's the way it goes. Going to wrap up? Cool. Yeah, we'll take this break and get JC in. I may let you handle JC if we get this uh, clear feed. Okay. Up. You listen to Tide 100.9. Is he home? Bible Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we just had a wreck reported on 2059 eastbound just past the Brookwood rest area around mile marker 85. It's blocking the right lane. No emergency services there yet, so please use caution. If you see other conditions, let me know. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Built to win. Built for championships. Throws intercepted Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on Arkansas in an SEC showdown. Our coverage begins at 8 a.m. on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner too. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. See? We are back inside the locker room. Okay, got JC. Good morning, JC. How you doing? This coach. Morning, coach. Good morning. I uh, Barry is um, uh, out, of, out, of, out of commission right now, but uh, you and I'll visit as we generally do anyway. Um, some people are worried about this game with Arkansas because they feel like it might be a trap game after a big win at A and M and Tennessee is around the corner. Arkansas is good enough to beat you if you don't play. They're not great defensively. So comment to our listeners about about that game. This the game. Yeah, it's a game I, I certainly wouldn't take lightly. Just because, uh, even though Arkansas, the losses are sort of piling up right now, they've all been pretty competitive. I mean, A and M was one that sort of got away from them. Uh, they played LSU right down on the wire. They had a seven point loss at home to BYU earlier this season. Um, you know, they've they're probably the best two and five football team in the country, to be honest. Yeah, uh, but it, it's at home and. You know, I think, you know, Bama, Bama handled them pretty good out there last year. Uh, Milrow obviously came into that game and did some great things, uh, especially with his feet. And so, uh, you know, I think it's one of Alabama continues to play up to their potential, uh, especially on the defensive side of the football, can hold K.J. Jefferson at bay and uh, stop Dan Enos' offense. You all remember Dan Enos? 
Yeah, he's the one that walked out of walked out of coach couldn't find him. Where's dad? Where's dad? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, uh, defensively, Alabama's been you know has been darn good, and I think I think uh, yeah. of course you know you know as well as anybody, the offensive coordinators are never, they're never going to be happy at Alabama. But uh, I think Tommy, I think Tommy did a good job of reading A and M's defense and 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 uh, in the third quarter. And I, and I think that Milrow is a little bit better passer than people give him credit for. He's getting better, you know. And I think it's one of those things, Coach, where if he wasn't as good throwing the ball, uh, or if he hadn't improved throwing the ball over last year, right, he wouldn't have won the job because he, he was very below average last season. And I think it's one of those things where you get into the season, you have this huge game of Texas. And he wasn't all that spectacular throwing it. Then, then everybody, the narrative is just always going to turn back to, well, he can't throw the ball. Well, turns out he can. <laughs> uh, it's just consistency, which happens with a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, they gain that consistency through time. Joe Burrow, his first year at LSU, I remember a game against Auburn. Now, they did come back and win. He did lead them back to win, but he was 13 for 29, something like that, down at Auburn. Uh, and that, you know, the next year, obviously Joe Burrow would never put up a stat line like that. So, oh. you know, quarterbacks sometimes take time and I think Jalen's coming around and, uh, I, I do think Tommy Reese is getting more comfortable calling plays for him. Uh, as, as you mentioned, that third quarter against A&M obviously was something that, uh, that stood out. So, uh, you know, I, I think, I think there's a chance to have another big game this weekend, especially with Arkansas struggles on defense. I think the key for the tide obviously is going to be to, Hold Jefferson and that offense at bay, and uh, make sure they don't get into a shootout. Well, one of, my, of course, one of my favorite teams in, in the league is South Carolina because I had a kid play basketball there and a kid coach there. Uh, the Florida South Carolina game is I, is I don't know game for me. Uh, Florida uh, does a good job defensively, but it's against the run, and they did a good job against the pass against Tennessee. Um, I. I I've had more confidence in Napier than most people for some reason. I always thought he's pretty good. Uh, they they're not getting it going. South Carolina, it's a it, it's I don't say a must win, but it's it's a it's a big win because both of them are playing about the same way. Um, nobody to ask him better than you about this game. Yeah, it's it's a game that you know I, I look at it and it's in Columbia. I think that helps. You know, yeah. in Gainesville, I'd probably say Florida has an edge. You know, Napier's one and seven on the road. Uh, oh. The coach of the Gators, they've lost, and, and as a program, even back to Mullen, they've lost thirteen of fourteen away from home. Wow! The one win was at A and M uh, last year. Uh, noon kickoff, dead crowd, all that good stuff. So, uh, you know, the, the Florida's very their, their quarterbacks actually have been very efficient this year. Like. Uh, he completes a bunch of short passes. They run the football. They lead. I think they lead the country or the, the SEC one in time of possession. So they'll, 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 they'll. If South Carolina does not step up on defense, you know Florida's going to keep the ball half the quarter. <laughs> yeah. And that can't happen uh, if you're the Gamecocks at home because that takes the crowd out of it and everything else. So you have to get some stops if you're the Gamecocks defensively. I think you know Spencer Rattler. Uh, and the passing attack, you know, should have a good game, especially being at home. But uh, South Carolina had an open week last week to kind of heal up. They were kind of injured, so they lost a wide receiver too, didn't they? Did they lose a wide receiver? The, the kid, 
Well, now he's been out. He's been out for a okay. while. He's just he's just not going to come back yet. So okay, as Juju Wells, but he he um, you know, uh, it's a game. I think South Carolina should win. I think you know, just looking at them, uh, especially with how Florida struggles on the road, the, the Gamecocks should win. But it's an I don't know game for me too because there's all these scenarios where you can look at it and say, eh, the Gators could come in there if South Carolina does not play well and sneak out with one. Um, so, um, you know, especially when you consider what happened last year when uh, the Gators dominated the Gamecocks, you know, they're not going to come into this game thinking, ah, well, we, you know, we're, we're done. We're done now. We're at Williams-Brice. You know, they're going to come in confident. So we'll see what happens. But certainly looking forward to that game. It, it's a huge game, I think, for both teams. I do, too. That's what I said. It's, it's anybody's game. It's, yeah. it's, you know, if you're if you're a better, you don't know who to bet on. I'm not a better, but <laughs> yeah, it, the, line, you the line's two and a half, something yeah. like that. So I yeah. think uh, I just think that you know, uh, for both teams, the losing fan base, uh, they're not going to be happy. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you always look and see a team that's played a little bit better than you thought they would, and a team that's played uh, not quite as good as you thought they would, and I guess that falls to LSU. I know Pete Jenkins who's uh, 82 years old or something, who's defensive genius, is coming in and tried to help him some. Um, LSU, I watched that game. We're pretty fortunate. The game didn't uh, – Missouri played their fannies off against them and could have beaten them. Um, yeah. So I don't know if the tackling is – I guess they're working on the attack. The defense co- – defense, not coordinator, but the defensive line coach has been sick is one thing that they said. Auburn comes in there with fast backs. But I, I'm not sure good enough to, to score enough points to beat LSU. Yeah, I think that's the key. Can they, can they score enough points against that LSU defense? Now, they need a shootout just like Arkansas does. But then you think about this, though. Is Auburn equipped to win a shootout? You know, that, that's my question. Uh, you know, going down there and, and, you know, playing great defensively certainly would help Auburn's cause. Uh, but look, as tough as it's been on defense for the the Tigers for LSU this year, uh, they've been pretty pretty. I mean, almost great offensively with Jaden Daniels. He's playing as well as any quarterback in the SEC. Boy, he sure has. He he was great against Missouri. <laughs> Auburn's got it. Yeah, he's he's a he is a key to victory for them. Uh, so you know, it's it's going to be tough. Um, I do like the progress Hugh Freeze has made. Uh, in his first year, it wouldn't surprise me to see a, a very competitive game. But you know they're going to have to find a way to to stop this LSU offense that's been really since the Florida State game going up and down the field on just about everybody. Anybody? Anybody? I've um, anything you want to talk about before I ask you about these other games? No, I'm uh, I'm good. Uh, I was on uh, I was on with Corey Miller and Christian Miller yesterday for a little bit, talking a little. A little nil and uh, just kind of say what I always say. About well, they can't, they can't have you. They can't, they, you can be on one time. That's all I'm gonna let you be on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So, that's 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 that was two time deal, first and last. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, Corey and I used to do a show together. Yeah, that's how that's how we get it. But yeah, it's a. Uh, I said the same thing. I always say is that you can kind of tie some things to the TV money and. And, and fix some of this, but I just don't think it'll. I don't well, think it'll happen. So I, yeah, I, 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 the comment about the NIL money the Kentucky coach mentioned in, in talking about getting beat by Georgia. Um, he's probably he's probably right. Uh, Georgia has been has never been a. You've always had to pull money out of Georgia. 
uh, Joel, you, before you were born, Joel Ease was the athletic director, and they watched every nickel they had. You weren't even born then. And um, so all their people have, been, have always watched their money. I guess now, I, I think Kirby does as good a job of, of just getting up at a press conference and telling the truth and, as anybody. And I, I guess I guess they have out-moneyed uh, Kentucky, but and certainly they've, they've got great uh, a recruiting organization, partly because of what he did at Alabama and partly because of who he hires as well. Um, mm-hmm. but I, that, 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 uh, that comment he made, uh, talk about that a minute. <laughs> well, first with, with Kirby, I'll start with Mark Stoops. I was disappointed in Mark Stoops because he, he sort of, I, I, I guess he almost was self-depreciating with it. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, that, a comment like that, you know, I didn't like that because it kind of goes against everything he is as a coach. I mean, he's the guy like Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State. He he goes and finds players and can take those guys and beat you, you know, the, the, the Georgia game notwithstanding. I mean, you know, uh, he's a he, he's a developer. He's a he's a blue collar guy. You know, yeah. and that's what Kentucky football has become under him. And no quarterback, but good running game. Yeah, yeah, m- most successful period they've had since Bear Bryant. Yeah, I mean that's a long time, right? Yeah. And so, uh, he, you know, and he's done such a great job to say something like that and to boil it down to like, oh, well, they're buying players and we're not. That Come on. Yeah. You know, Georgia sells itself in a lot of ways. I don't think they need a bunch of money to go get players right now. No. There's three words you can use. There's, 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 three, there's two three-letter words you can use, NFL and SEC, champions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. they, uh, they've got – and look at all the draft picks they have. It pay, you know, go to Georgia pays for itself. They do have a good NIL situation over there. Um, they'll put money. I found you know you mentioned that they nickel and dime you. I've found in modern era, the modern era, they will put money into football and maybe tennis. Everything else is Georgia. <laughs> I don't know. They don't. They're not really huge spenders uh, in the other sports, but. Um, you know, and, and they do have a good situation. They, you don't hear a bunch about their NIL because it's very organized, very fair. Uh, you know, you just don't hear much about it. And they still recruit as well as anybody. So I didn't like the shade that he threw at Kirby in Georgia. Like, taking this – Kirby Smart has done as good of a job. You know, it, Coach, it, it, it's, it's, it's extra difficult. It, it's difficult to take over a two-win program and, and ter- take them to the bowl, right? Sure. It's difficult to take over a seven-win program and make them win 11. Yep. It is extremely difficult to take over a 10-win program and get them over the hump with a monster in your conference like Alabama. Yep. Think about that. Yep. I mean, get, just getting them that extra mile it has been tremendous. And uh, he's growing on me in his press conferences, too. I've started to listen. Yeah, I think, I think his press conferences are darn good. I think, I think he handles the questions in the right way. If they ask him a question, the other day, he's like, well, we can throw a punch. And we can take a punch. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yeah, he he practices those. He he works those guys really hard doing the. He works those guys harder, and, and I have a little bit of inside stuff. He works them probably harder doing the game, doing this, doing the the week of the game than most people. There are most people that are very careful. We don't need an injury. We need to be have everybody ready for for Saturday. He, he he wants that too, but he works them a little bit harder than most people. I think. 
from what I can gather. He, yeah, they 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 and the reason he does that, he doesn't want them to be complacent. Um, when you win back to back national championships, you get complacent, and um, I think that's one of the reasons mentally that he does it that way. Um, so I don't know. And, and, and it's, they're getting better and better and better every week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, uh, that's a scary thing about it for everybody else because the talent's never been in question. It, it was yeah. youth at certain positions and inexperience. Uh, and, and guys just hadn't been in those big time situations. And they've taken, like you said, they've taken a punch and they've thrown some punches. And, uh, they're getting, they'll probably beat Vanderbilt pretty bad this week. And then we'll see what they do from there. Ole Miss going to Georgia here in a couple of weeks is going to be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the big, not the big game, but a game that we hadn't talked about yet, it's A&M at, at, at Tennessee. Oh, they're on, they're on, of course, they're on A&M's butt pretty bad. You know, they're, uh, A&M, I thought the A&M-Alabama game was going to be a turning point in the season for the for the, the loser the, the wrong way, and it may be. Tennessee has not played maybe as well, even against, Inferior talent uh, players, uh, teams, as I thought they would. Of course, getting beat at Florida was a real surprise, and really helped Florida for for a week anyway. Uh, is is uh, can A and M recover and come into Tennessee and win? Well, I, I think the key is going to be their defensive line versus the Vols' offensive line. Uh, if they can, if they can, if they don't let Tennessee run the ball on them, which is easier said than done because of their tempo, then then you're forcing Joe Milton to pass, and Joe Milton's not Hooker. He'll throw he'll throw a couple to you, you know. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a little bit uh, inconsistent. Those are a long way though. That's what they. Yeah, yeah, he can throw it to the moon, but I mean, you know, he may he may run, you know throw a ten yard out and ends up in the third row. Yeah. You know, or through the goalpost. I mean, he, uh, and he'll throw one to the other team a couple a game. So if they can, if they can make them one dimensional and force it into a passing game, I, I do think they can win. I think the concern will be with A and M uh, against the Tennessee pressure. Uh, Tennessee leads the country in sacks. They uh, they'll get after you. Can Max Johnson complete passes down the field? You know, that's that's a question that that you have with that one. You could actually believe it or not, coach. You'd think. Bobby Petrino, Jimbo Fisher versus Tennessee and Josh Heupel would be a track meet, a shootout, 41-34 type game. This yeah. could be a defensive type game. It could be 27 to 20, something like that. I'm, I'm yeah. considering hammering the under myself on that yeah. one. So, well, it's, it's uh, defenses are going to dictate. Yeah, Tennessee is, you know, they're going to have the crowd there. They're they're down a little bit because of the Florida loss, but the, the home field advantage, not any any doubt, it's, it's going to be there and. And um, you know, I, I, we don't have to mention Missouri and, and, and Kentucky particularly, unless you want to. But the the um, if ever if if there was ever a year that twelve teams need to be in the playoff, it's this year because you're going to have a lot of teams with one loss. Oregon plays Washington uh, Saturday. It's going to be a loss. Um, Florida State stayed and play, stayed pretty good. They don't play North Carolina, who's undefeated. Um, uh, Louisville's played good. You've got a, you'll have a lot of one-loss teams, and I, it's yeah. a shame. You know, 
number 13 is going to be hacked off next year. And, and so, I, you know, and number five is going to be mad this year. I mean, really mad. And uh, I mean, think about this. Too. Go ahead. Tell our listeners what you think about that. Yeah. It, 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 the Big 12 of Oklahoma and Texas will likely play again. Yeah. So what if Texas wins that one? Yeah. Uh, and then in the ACC, uh, you could have three undefeateds. In the Big Ten, all of their undefeateds are in the same division and play each other. So. What if Penn State beats Michigan? Michigan beats Ohio State. Ohio State beats Penn State. That's all. All three. All the three of those teams will have one loss. In the SEC, you could have. What if you have unbeaten Georgia and one loss Alabama? And Alabama beats them. I mean, it could be complete. It could be the most chaotic uh, thing ever. Now, normally we say that in October, and then by the time December gets here, it's pretty much done, and and people, the things take care of itself in the sport a lot of times with upsets, but. Uh, Right now, you do look at it, and you're like, "Man, a 12-team playoff would be awesome this year." Yeah, it would be because <laughs> there's just, yeah, there's just there's a lot of really good teams. There's not one dominant team, I don't think. And I'm not ready to even call Georgia dominant yet. Yeah, um, but there's a lot of really, really good football teams. Yeah. Well, you know, it gets around that the SEC is not quite as good as it has been. I think if Georgia goes all the way through it, or I guess even Alabama. I think the, I think the Texas loss will hurt Alabama will hurt Alabama some in the end when they try to pick out the final four. But if you run all the way through Atlanta, I guess you you would get in. I guess you would, but um, I would. I, think, I don't know I mean, you would. You probably won't. You'd probably want Texas to take another loss to avoid Texas beating Oklahoma and having that win head to head. That could be that. Could, I could uh, if it's down to Texas and Bama for that last spot, you know. Yeah. But uh, heck, I don't even know what you do right now, Coach. That's uh, a <laughs> it, it could end up being a, a quagmire, so to speak. <laughs> well, it, 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 um, before we ask you about what what you're doing on your podcast, and my it's how uh, let me let me switch over and just ask you. You may not know this. Um, is South Carolina basketball going to be any better? Well, they've got uh, – they did some good work in the transfer portal. Um, got a big man. I mean, they're going to be a different style this year. You know, that, that coach, Lamont Paris, his background was coaching at Wisconsin with Bo Ryan. Yeah. And he came from Chattanooga. And last year with Gigi Jackson, they, they just couldn't do that style. You know, you got you got that guy. And, uh, and they, they just didn't have players. I mean, they didn't have a lot of good players. This year, they're, they have a little more depth. Um, they – they signed a point guard from Minnesota, uh, University of Minnesota. That uh, he led the Big Ten in assists last year. He's a good passer of the basketball. Uh, that allows Michi Johnson, their former point guard, to slide to the two, and, and he's a good three point shooter. Uh, they got Miles Stu from Vanderbilt, who's a forty six point three point shooter. Yeah, Vanderbilt lost some guys, didn't Wofford. he? Yeah, yeah. 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 but BJ Mack from Wofford is a big man that can shoot, and then they got a freshman, Colin Murray Boyles from. In- a South Carolina kid, believe it or not, that's a pogo stick. I mean, he's six seven, two twenty. We jump out the gym. He's already getting looks from uh, NBA scouts and things like that. Uh, so, will they be better? Yes. What does it, does that mean? They won't. What does that mean? Though they probably won't be the worst team in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, the key for them is to get off to a good start, win some non conference games, and then just get into the battle. I mean, in basketball, this league is not getting any easier at all. Yeah. So. They've got five really. I think you got five really good teams. 
Mm-hmm. I think Alabama, Auburn, and, and Arkansas, Kentucky, and Tennessee are the five best. Yes, so. and they're and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So yeah. you know it, it's tough that job in basketball, as you well know, Coach, is yeah. a brutal, brutal gig. Yeah, it um, is. Someday somebody will do something with it. But it, yeah, I understand. Right now, it's, yeah. Br- it's a brutal job. It is brutal job. Well, tell our listeners, I appreciate you being on. He's done, always do a great job with us, and I like to ask you questions and so our listeners get another perspective of of, of these games. Tell us what you be doing, yeah, Mike. Sure. Me and Mike, uh, J.C. and Morgan podcast. Go to jcandmorgan.com or download the Chief Sports app uh, where we broadcast live on the app every Monday morning, or you can get it in podcast format. We talk a whole lot of Alabama, a whole lot of SEC, whole lot of national college football, the J.C. and Morgan College Football Podcast. Appreciate you being on. We'll talk to you again next Thursday. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. See you. Okay, Okay, we're we're back now. Uh, we have, we're taking a break now. Uh, Noah? Can you, can you, yes, we are. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, I can. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and take this break. We won't take Alabama 1. Go to WWE. All right. We'll go to break here, and then we'll be back here inside the locker room. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have that wreck 2059 eastbound. This is just past the Brookwood Rest Area near mile marker 85. Traffic really backing up on the interstate. If you're headed that way, please move over into the left lane. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. Coming up Thursday morning at 9 a.m. with the Gary Harris Show. Always a packed show on Thursday because we got the coach, Ellis Johnson, breaking down SEC football like only he can. Plus, the Falcons report with D. Orlando Ledbetter. I'll see you at 9 on Thursday on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 AM on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Hey, Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today, although we might see a few intervals of sunshine this afternoon. The high 72. Tonight and tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a chance of widely scattered showers. The low tonight, 60. The high tomorrow at 73. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best place for your high school football coverage is right here on Tide 100.9 and online on Tide100.9.com. We want to thank Yellowwood, freshman cricket time from Great Southern for making this 7 o'clock hour possible. Always remember, go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. Remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right, it's good. I did get to hear the interview with JC. Good stuff from uh, Dad and JC there. Hopefully, you guys can hear me. If not, I will bow out and let Dad handle the gentry. That's just interview as well. Doesn't no, I can. We can hear you. All right, uh, let's take this top of the hour break. We'll get back to the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the towns of Nissan and Traffic Center, we still have that wreck 2059 eastbound. This is just past the Brookwood Rest Area near mile marker 85. Traffic really backing up on the interstate. If you're headed that way, please move over into the left lane. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Looking. It's the Tide 100.9 30K Workday Payday. Win cash every weekday, 8 to 5. Here's this hour's cash code. 564. The code is 564. Again, that's 564. Enter that code now on the Tide 100.9 app. Click on the 30K Payday button and enter the code for a chance to win $30,000. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. I think Alabama One. Go to www.alabamaone.org. Looking for a great mortgage, looking for a car loan, looking for a great credit card. I've got all three of these guys are the absolute best at Alabama One. They've got uh, branches all throughout the uh, state, really, but all in the area of Tuscaloosa, Northport area there. Or you can go to the website, www.alabamaone.org. All right, get right to the Alabama One hotline. We've got a couple phone calls. Hold and get to Bryce. Good morning, Bryce. How are you? Hey, Bryce. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Coach Wimp, I wanted to start off. You remember back at the first of the football season, you picked Liberty to win yeah. the game? Yeah. Blue play? Well, yeah. Unfortunately, you're going to think this is funny. Uh, me and another guy, we bet just for fun, you know, and every other week we get to choose which team, and the other one has to take it, and we give the line where it goes for or against. I've been riding Liberty every other week ever since. They've won. <laughs> yeah, they won pretty big. I don't know if they beat the line every time, but they beat the line the one time I did it. Yeah. Yeah. I figured you'd get it. Uh, and I'm gonna keep riding them. I figured you'd get a kick out of that. Yeah, that's un- that's that's yeah. What take one team, stay with them is pretty good, really. What's up? But uh, uh, yeah, I've been um, I've been. I, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. But yep. you out of town again? No, Barry's out of town today. I'm, I'm gonna be out of town some, but uh, Barry's out of town today. That's what I saw. Barry's not with us. Yeah, he's with us. Yeah, yeah he can I'm, hear you. I'm with you. He can hear you. You out of town again? Yeah, just one last little out of town before we start basketball practice on Monday. So I'll be back. I'll be in. Uh, Dad, actually, I uh, Bryce, you might be interested in this too. We're I'm bringing my, taking my basketball team up to Florence to play in the Times Daily Classic, and they sent me the bracket last night. And our first two games, Dad, are at Coffee High School. So th- is that a new high school up there? At Coffee? No, it's not uh, Coffee. No, it's well, it's high school. It's Florence. Coffee was where I went to school, but they. Unfortunately, they had a woman come in there and tear down to coffee and build another. I don't want to get into that because I'll get mad. So, but they, the what gymnasium, gymnasium, still there. Yeah, so they're playing. Uh, so we'll play at Coffee High School yep. on uh, on the December the nineteenth and twentieth, yep. and then or 
Yeah, and uh, then the uh, last day will be over at UNA. So yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be there for those games. I'll have to do the. I'll have to do it on the uh, the show on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Remind me, Barry. I'd I'd like to go see uh, your team play yeah. and 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 meet you yeah. and everything. Hey, uh, yes. Tom had mentioned about all the stuff going on in uh, in in his town, Aliceville. It, not been so good down there lately. I heard. I had, you know, yeah, pretty yeah, I rough. I didn't problem. know if I'd heard that or not. That's yeah, surprising. I, yeah, I heard something about it. I don't, I, some I, problems. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we got uh, we got. Y'all uh, have a good day, and I appreciate you. Okay, time. thank you. We got. Yeah. I think we got Philip on, so we need to get yeah, to him. Yeah, well, you're you're right to the Alabama One Hotline and get our main man, Philip. Good morning, Philip. How are you? Hey, I'm I'm good, and um, Dad, I'm glad you get some time off. And then high school basketball was what I was wanting to talk about, if y'all don't mind. Um, now, I lived in the 60s, and I lived in the 70s, and was uh, a young adult, a uh, young man in the 80s, and on and on. Um, to me, high school basketball in the state of Alabama was pretty doggone hot back in the 80s, 80s and 90s, hotter than it's ever had been. Would, would y'all agree with that? I would agree with it, but it was awfully good in the 50s when I played. <laughs> and see, see, I just, I, I, I don't get that then. I've got brothers that tell me that, too. But, but um, in the early 60s, I don't remember either. I was a little boy. But um, I think the 80s was really great, and I just don't think it's achieved that level of uh, of excitement. But um, I'm looking forward to the season, and I'm going to pull up that Northridge schedule soon, Barry, and I'm going to pick out a weekend. I'm going to come up there because I've sort of adopted your team as, as my high school team, as odd as that sounds, but with social media now and, and the Internet, and I'll let you can do that. Yeah, well, I'll let Barry talk yeah. to you about that. I don't I don't know how the high school team I, – I quit recruiting. When I quit recruiting, I don't know much. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I just – the high school basketball in Birmingham is good. It's not as good as it used to be. These kids now – they're just into so many other things, you know, they don't need to be in. They need to be uh, on a team and playing basketball. But I tell you, it's uh, raising kids now is a difficult thing. Uh, and you got to get these more of these kids involved uh, in basketball and in sports, especially in these bigger city areas where they got so much uh, trouble they can get into, Philip. Oh, I know it. And, and I just, you know, and, and that's just something that I've, I've never <laughs> You know, I, I never lacked for something to do when I was growing up. I mean, I never lacked for anything to do. I mean, there's always a three-on-three basketball game you can get in somewhere, a two-on-two, um, you know, and at times you have to play four, you know, whatever it takes. But that, that was nothing more fun to me than playing three-on-three basketball out in the backyard and banging each other around, man. That was fun. Yeah, well, uh, I used to shoot. I used to shoot baskets against my three boys, and I beat them every time. And they never beat me. And, and I had one. I, I had one that would go in the house and cry. Philip, you don't don't believe everything you hear on this. Uh, show. Philip, it wasn't Philip. It wasn't even in contest. I beat all three of them. Did you shoot? Did you take them inside, or did you shoot well? Oh, we just shot. We just shot jump shots out, out on out on the carport. Had a big uh, goal out there. Barry was real little. He didn't shoot that much because he was so young when we had that place. But the other two boys, but I had I had one that would that he would he would cry and cry and cry about me beating him. And the more he cried, the more I beat him. You know how the 
you know how the years go on, the stories start to exaggerate. The Phillip, fish get bigger. Hey, Phil, take my word for it, okay? They're going to deny it, but take my word for it. Hey, hey, Rip, I'll never forget that summer when Bobby Lee Hurt and Charles Barkley played the All-Star game in Tuscaloosa. That was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, that's a long time That ago. was unbelievable. Packed yep. house. Yep. It was good. Well, Barry, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up that Northridge schedule. Can I find it on the school website? Uh, I tell you what, I will I will send a uh, direct message you on Twitter. I'll send you a, a copy of it. I don't even have a, I don't even have a copy. <laughs> well, you can just, you can you can take Sam with you, Coach. Yeah. Well, it just got posted out on social media, so I'll get I'll get a I'll get a copy to you. All right, man, I can't wait to look at it, and I'll, I'll plan a trip. I can't wait to come. Thank you. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, Philip. All right, uh, so here's, you know, does this early kick worry you if you're Dick Saban and his staff? 11 a.m. kick, that means you know, normally you're eating pregame meal, you're eating breakfast for pregame meal. They'll be eating, I guess, if you eat four hours before, that's probably a six-something wake-up call there. Uh, yeah. you know, well, I, I see where I see where uh, Colorado's bitching about their late time. They all oh, they complain something terrible. They don't want to play. They're playing late, I think it is, and and uh, he's uh, he's had a hissy fit. Says so ridiculous. I don't. I, I just saw the headline as I was trying to get ready for the show. So somebody making call in and tell me what he said but uh, he's he's gone go- I, I make him find that he's gone goofy about it <laughs> well, I think he's going to mop up in recruiting uh, we'll see how all that uh, how all that goes but the early start there does that you know it seems like the um, maybe the big t- the big 12 does it the pac 12 maybe does it. the SEC they they don't seem to enjoy these early kicks. They want to get out and be able to, the fans want to be able to enjoy the tailgate a little bit more and not have to get in there so early. And I do think it's going to hurt the crowd uh, on Saturday. At well, you say that's a, that's Fox's big game, the, early, the, the 11 o'clock game? Yeah, but normally that's a 12 o'clock, wherever those, you know, wherever yeah. those play, it's 11 yeah. for us. But they usually play their, because remember last year they played the Texas-Alabama game. They had that game. They played it at 11 because they said that the ratings were the highest at that time. I guess people wake up and, uh, you know, the first game that's on, they want to see the biggest game of the day. So uh, I'm not sure who is on the Fox this week. But uh, the big game this week is going to be uh, Oregon at Washington. That's, that's, that's a heck of a game. I know it's a long way from us and we don't think about it as much. But on the, on the West Coast, Oregon's played great, and Washington has a real following. They really do, and uh, they're big into big into yeah. college and pro stuff. So that's going to be a heck of a game out there. No doubt. All right, we'll go ahead and take this break. We'll get Gentry Estes in with yep. the Tennessean. Uh, yep. Look forward to visiting uh, with Gentry Wayne's Pest Control, serving over one hundred thousand customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since nineteen seventy three. Let the great folks at Wayne's. Make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. 866-WAYNES-1. Give them a call today. Tell them you heard on Inside the Locker Room. $60 off your initial pest control service. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. This season of Alabama football brought to you by Pearl River Resort. 
Choctaw, Mississippi, your destination for casino thrills, family fun, and live entertainment. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama Sports, and it's brought to you by CBNS Bank. Bank anywhere, at any time, with CBNS Bank's digital solutions. Managing your finances has never been so easy. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. On Thursday's edition of Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, we'll be joined by Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow. What I remember most about that experience was just another opportunity to play with my brothers. That was, that was very cute. You know, it's a blessing just to have a snap, but also would factor it into anything with just how well Bryce Young was with me. You know, his communication um, with me during the game, um, the moment we had during the game was all key to anything, you know. And uh, with the great leader that Bryce is, he allowed it, you know, allowed me to play freely. He gave me some advice um, touching the field. Um, so, you know, I had a, a lot of support system around me during that game uh, for my first SC snap. And, uh, you know, I can't get everything to me. You know, it's all the guys around me that allowed me um, to thrive. I'll have more in a moment. CBNS Bank has a long history of stability and a legacy of serving our community's needs for generations. You can say we know a thing or two about tradition. We've been family, community, and financially strong since we began in 1906. Being a team player is part of our culture. That's why at CBNS Bank, we're proud to sponsor the University of Alabama Athletics and prouder to take the field or court with you. Visit cbsbank.com today. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Join us tonight for Hey Coach and the Nick Saban Show, live from Baumhauer's Victory Grill in Tuscaloosa. Starting at 6.30, you can listen to Hey Coach across our radio network, the Varsity Network app, plus the video stream on all Alabama Athletics social media platforms. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by CBNS Bank. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today, although we might see a few intervals of sunshine this afternoon. The high 72. Tonight and tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a chance of widely scattered showers. The low tonight, 60. The high tomorrow at 73. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Barry, you on? Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, we're getting right to the Alabama One Hotline. He's a sports columnist. With the Tennessee, and formerly with the uh, Courier Journal and AL.com. He's been with us, uh, hadn't been with us in a while. So oh, he sure had. Gentry Estes. Good morning, Gentry. How are you? Hey, Gentry. Hey, good morning. Good to be back with you guys. I appreciate you being on. I'm sorry it's been so long since I've had you on because you do such a great job. I, I'm going to ask you something di- a little bit different, maybe uh, football, but is Vanderbilt. Um, with the athletic director, the president, and so forth, are they under a, a strain um, getting athletics going because they don't really cater to it much? Where And football struggling again this year. Where, where are we with Vanderbilt athletics? You know, it, it's an interesting question because I feel like, um, you know, for a, for a long for a long time over the years. Uh, 
Vanderbilt probably didn't do as much as is required or at least as much as what their colleagues in the SEC were doing. Yeah. Um, in terms of facilities and everything to support athletics, they, you know, there was definitely a facilities race here in the last 15, 20 years. You're talking about football, basketball, but also some other sports like baseball. And, and really, you know, Vanderbilt, with the exception of baseball, uh, kind of lagged behind in some of that in terms of what they needed to do. Here the last couple of years, they've had a new chance where a guy named Daniel Biermeyer came in. Um, you know, we spoke to him pretty soon after he, he stepped into the job, and he was pretty clear that, that I he's a sports fan, he, he supports athletics. Uh, I always felt, I think there was a mentality at Vanderbilt prior to his arrival that, was, you know, we're, we're known for academics. We're going yeah, right. to spend a lot of our resources in that. And, and I feel like they have made a real commitment here the last couple of years. If you go to a game in that football stadium this year, you can hardly walk to it because of the construction that's going on. They're down to about 20,000 capacity because they're they're doing extensive work on the football stadium. It's going to be nice when they when they get it done. Right now, there's some price of progress stuff going on, and Georgia fans are going to see that this weekend, but um, you know, they've, they've done some work on the infrastructure-wise at Memorial, uh, basketball locker room, stuff like that. Uh, and the baseball stadium, the, the plans they have for that are, are extravagant. Uh, the baseball stadium is going to be phenomenal. So I, I feel like fundraising, investment from the university, that has definitely increased the last couple of years. I think that was a real issue for them for a long time, but I think they have stepped it up, and I think it's been Daniel Deermeyer, a new chancellor, and Candace Lee, a new AD, have, have helped get that done. Now, along with that, the quick question, Barry may have something. Uh, I just thought maybe with all of the doctors that have graduated from Vanderbilt that the NIL could be a real factor if they if they had people in charge of it and work the people that because so many people that have left Vanderbilt have made money am I wrong about that uh, shouldn't shouldn't they be organized better in the NIL or, or are they better than I think well they, they do have a group together uh, through the university that that I, I mean See, the, 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 with Vanderbilt being a private school, there's so many things uh, that go through financially and, and some of the decisions they make that aren't public the way they would be at Alabama or any other school in the SEC. Yeah. Um, so you don't always know these things, but I, I think recently, uh, I think Vanderbilt's entire baseball team, I think, has at least something in ILD. I mean, it, it's just a matter of kind of. Yeah. Okay. I think the question is, it's where do you want to devote those resources? And I think, and, and Webb, I'm curious your take on this because, uh, you know, I, football coaches will always say we need more, but but when I talk to basketball coaches, I, I hear that, you know, yeah. saying we need more commitment, you know, and, 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 you know, it's one school with all these different sports. You kind of got to figure out where you want to spend this. Yeah. And, and some of these basketball coaches are at schools where you would think they'd have support. And, um, and in Vanderbilt's case, I think some of that support probably goes to baseball. I, it, it, Vanderbilt yeah. at this point is a baseball school more than almost anywhere else you'll find. Well, I'll answer that question by telling you there are basketball schools in the SEC who are getting a lot of money. Uh, there are mm-hmm. some like the Vanderbilts where it may, it may be all the places or not be quite. But there, there are several um, in, in the SEC that are – are doing well <laughs> in basketball. One thing that happens to you is 
when the athletic director there hires that coach, uh, you know, it's, it's not a new athletic director. It's the athletic director that hired the coach. That's when the NIL money comes in because he wants that coach that he hired to succeed. Mm-hmm. And that's big. <laughs> uh, that's the answer to your question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry, you have something? You, are you there? Are you there? Uh, I, yeah, I'm here. Uh, Gentry, we're talking with Gentry Estes. Uh, you've been around the SEC. Where, where do you think the SEC stacks up in football uh, this year conference-wise? It looks like the pac 12s probably better. Uh, I'm not sure about the Big 12. Uh, the ACC does have some good teams there. Miami knocking off Texas A&M and and the ACC, I think head to heads that had a better record against the SEC. How good is this SEC uh, football season, uh, Gentry, from top to bottom? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a step back, certainly. Um, when you, but I think that perception is out there because you're comparing it to the SEC in previous seasons, not necessarily comparing it to the Pac-12 or some of these other conferences. I still feel like if you were to line up every team and play one, two, three, four, five, and for, you know, in each game, one one game after another, I'm still not so sure the SEC wouldn't beat any conference that way. But but I, I think certainly when you see Alabama lose early to Texas, the LSU lose early to Florida State, uh, there were some high-profile games early in the season that kind of showed you, okay, well, maybe some of these SEC schools that everybody thought was going to be pretty good, maybe they're not that great. But you're still sitting there with Georgia undefeated, number one in the country. You're... you're you, you still you're still pretty good in that you know middle range of you know your Kentuckys and your Tennessees and some of these other schools. So I um, you know I, just because the SEC isn't maybe what it's been the last few years, that still I'm still not ready to say it isn't the best conference. Um, yeah, that's true. I think it, it, it's it's maybe taking a step backwards in some people's minds. Uh, Tennessee. Uh, has really come a long way. I know they, they're disgusted with the Florida loss. I got all that. But I think they've come a long way since the athletic director hired his own coach. And uh, uh, your thought about, you know, and they're, they're pouring the money to them in football. Um, mm-hmm. Your feelings about Tennessee and, and Nashville is huge Tennessee as well. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um Big game for Tennessee this weekend. Uh, they have Texas A&M coming yep. in, and uh, you would think, given the fact that A&M just got bruised by Alabama last weekend, and Tennessee's coming off a bye week, you would think that Tennessee at home would have a real advantage. Probably should win that game. Uh, you know, if you lose that, you stub your toe. I, I think it could get it could get get away from you a little bit this season. So it's a big game. Uh, you know, because Tennessee will. You get through that, and then they go to Tuscaloosa the week after that. So um, you can see the trap game scenario, too. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, I think, for Tennessee. I want to see them against a and Tennessee's been the kind of team that, you know, they really didn't play very well early in the season, and it kind of came to a head in that Florida game, which I understand Tennessee always seems to struggle in Gainesville. That's been going on for decades. But that, to me, the history of that didn't have anything to do with what happened in that game. Tennessee got got stomped in that game because they played horribly. They made a bunch of mistakes. They didn't look like themselves, and they played losing football. Um, That was alarming on a lot of different fronts because I think people expected a lot more from Tennessee's team this year, especially with how last year went. seemed like real regression 
Uh, and you kind of wonder why. I mean, was it the quarterback? Was it, you know, Hendon Hooker instead of, you know, being gone and Joe Milton stepping into his place? Was it, was it this? Was it that? And, and I think they, they needed a get well kind of game and they got it with South Carolina coming in a couple of weeks ago. Tennessee played real well in that game and, uh, kind of looked more like what you would expect that offense and that team to look like. So you've seen both sides of it now. You've seen them not play so well. You've seen them kind of put it together. And then now I think we're about to figure out here in the next few weeks what kind of team they really have. Yeah, fair. How about Tennessee? You know, uh, Tennessee is eager to get where Alabama and Georgia are. Uh, do you think they're more willing to spend the money uh, NIL-wise at Tennessee now? Because I think sometimes you get complacent when you're there. You've been doing it. It seems like, you know, the, the numbers are true, what they paid to get – uh, the quarterback is is there now. Are they more willing to spend the money? You think than, than maybe the Alabama, even the Alabama and Georgias, to try to get to the top? Well, I think they're they're as willing. Um, it, here's what happens with that, though. It would if you're Georgia and Alabama, you got an entire team full of four and five star top recruits. Right. Tennessee doesn't have that yet. They're trying to get that. So I think it's only natural that your Tennessees are maybe say a Texas A&M would spend more for one particular quarterback or one particular or a few particular players. Um, you know, I, I, I think a salary cap analogy is, is probably not, not correct in this case, but there's only so much to go around. And if you've got a lot of talent, it's probably going to be a little more difficult to get everybody what they, what they want than if you, than if you don't. And so I think, if they're if you're seeing some more money being spent on certain programs that are kind of on the rise, so to speak, that's probably why they might have more for one player, but but I don't think you're talking about the whole team. I think it's probably comparable. Um, you know, you're you have a lot of interest or know a lot about Louisville and uh, the coaching change when he came from Purdue to Louisville. Um, Howard Stedberger, who was a close friend of mine when he was at Alabama we uh, ran together a little bit uh, got that thing started years ago but Louisville has come on now with an undefeated team that they're not going to play North Carolina and I don't think they play I don't think they play Florida State I'm not sure uh, they, they don't uh, this is uh, you know Louisville, Louisville they're, they're dying to have a good team because Kentucky's been has done well up until the Georgia game um, but Louisville is uh, is a good football school. I know we thought we think basketball basketball is terrible, uh, but uh, or not good. Uh, Louisville's coming along coming a long way this year. Yeah, they well, and you look at their schedule. I think they they've got Miami and and obviously Kentucky later in the schedule. But until then, I mean, they're undefeated right now. It's hard to really see one that they won't get. Um. Uh, what Louisville did was they 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 hired a really good coach, and it's a coach that they wanted for a number of years. And Jeff Brom, who was a former quarterback at the school, you know, played pro a little bit, went on to, to I think he was, he was the offensive coordinator at Louisville at one time. But he went to he was coach at Western Kentucky, did real well there. Got hired by Purdue, did real well there. If you remember a few years ago, Purdue beat Ohio State when they were ranked so high, and after they pretty, I think Brom had been at Purdue maybe one year or whatever when uh, Louisville 
football program, Bobby Petrino, was fired and they were looking to, to replace him. Uh, there was a big push for Jeff Brom then. They offered him the job. He's a Louisville guy. He's from Louisville. His whole family, O'Brien Brom, played at Louisville. I mean, it, it, that name is kind of royalty around that, that school and that program. So it, it always seemed inevitable that Jeff Brom was going to be the coach of Louisville. But at that time, he had just gotten to Purdue, and he, he turned it down because he didn't want to leave so soon. You know, kids, he's a crew, things like that. Uh, they hired Scott Satterfield, who from Appalachian State, who, who did okay, but they never really got it going. And then Satterfield leaves, I believe, to Cincinnati after this last season. And the timing's right to get Jeff Brom in there, and, and they did it. And I've thought immediately and have for years. I, I've talked to somebody as I used to work in Louisville, so when they chased Jeff Brom the first time, I spent a few days at a hotel in West Lafayette, Indiana, you know, talking to him about that and covering that. So I, I've, I've got some perspective on what he means to that program. And he's been every bit as good as I think you would have expected. He brought in some, a lot of transfers this first year to kind of get it shored up, and he, he's done it. A really big win for them over over Notre Dame. And, um, you know, it, it's just to see those two together, Brom and, and U of L, it's, it's, it's like, a, like a sitcom where the two characters kind of hint at it for three seasons, and then it finally happens, you know. Yeah. Anything, Barry? Just, you know, is Louisville, if they stay undefeated, I mean, can you see them getting to the Final Four, Gentry? Getting in the Final Four? Well, it's a good question. They would, you know, they're still, they still have the conference championship game, so you don't know how that would go. But um, th- this is going to be a strange season. You can already see how this is setting up. There really isn't. I guess you'd say Georgia's that one team, and Georgia's schedule's pretty accommodating as well. Um, but it, it is, you know, you've spent most of this season kind of looking at this without really knowing who the best team was. I, I don't think, you know, Southern Cal almost loses to Arizona, and, you know, you've had some other other pickups along the way by some other team. You know, Ohio State barely beat Notre Dame. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if we know for sure who those teams are right now. And yeah, I mean, I could absolutely see a team like Louisville in a Power Five conference, kind of, kind of sneaking in there with an undefeated record. It's going to take an undefeated record. And, and I don't, and it, and it won't just be them. I think there's some other teams kind of on the periphery here that that you start looking at it. Okay, where are they going to lose? You know, the schedule looks like it, it could uh, it could set up pretty well for them. So I, I don't think it's out, outside the realm possibility at all. But but I will say Louisville's not. They're a good team, but they're not all the way there yet. They're, they're the types that could lose to somebody they should. Could you see a scenario where Georgia goes undefeated, which I think they probably will unless Tennessee can knock them off. They make it to Atlanta. They're number one. Alabama knocks them off in the in the championship game. Did they fall, take them out because of strength of schedule out of the Final Four? Hmm. I mean, maybe it's it, it, it's it's hard. It would be hard to do that to the two-time champion. It's almost like you want to put them in there just to give somebody a chance to, to, to beat them or give them a chance to do it a third. I, I plus there's a precedent for that, right? I mean, we've seen that exact scenario before. Um, I don't know. It, it's a good question. I, I think if Alabama's sitting there with only one loss, I think that certainly would get them in. Um. But then, you know, it's, it's kind of the age-old argument. Do you get two SEC teams in there? 
I don't think there would be a guarantee of that, but but I think you'd have to kind of see who else is sitting there. Um, yeah. One last question before we let you go. I sure appreciate you being on. Alabama, you know, you have, you have five teams you play twice. And I've been studying that. Alabama's uh, Two of Alabama's games will be against Vanderbilt. They got – they added – Vanderbilt game was added to Alabama uh, this year, uh, and mm-hmm. Vanderbilt lost a lot of people. I thought I thought in basketball they had a lot of people transfer. I, I, I want you to correct me on that if that's if that's not true. How their basketball program will be this time? Yeah, they, they did. There there were there were several, uh, but the one that that was was the big name there was Tyron Lawrence and. Uh, they got him back. He ended okay. up choosing to uh, to Great. return, so that was a big deal okay. for them. And probably him and uh, Mannion, the point guard, are both back. And I would say those would probably be the two best players on the team from last year. Um, so I, I think they it was big to get those two back for them. And they they also brought in some transfers themselves. They got a they they got a, a big from Notre Dame and and, and some others. Uh, along the way, I mean, as always okay. with with the portal, I mean, it seems like every team now, sure, you kind of have an idea what to expect, yeah, just because you're like, well, that guy was a good player and that guy's a good player, but there's so many, so so much movement until you actually see them all on the court together. God, it's yeah. hard to know really what the, the identity and what they're going to look like. I think, you know, so I, I actually believe that. Vanderbilt's issue so far with, 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 with Stackhouse has been at the end of the year, they're playing great. Yeah. This has happened about, you know, several seasons in a row to where by the time you get to the SEC tournament, they're one of the most dangerous teams in the league. They're yeah, right they're, on the cusp. Of, they're on the bubble. They're, you know, but yeah, they don't and, get and, in. And it's in Nashville to boot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but they, they're always, the last few years they've been on the bubble. They played well in the SEC tournament. But they don't get in because of how they played in November and December. Yeah. And I think that the real key there is going to be, can they get it together early in the season? And not like last year's team, they beat Kentucky twice in the end, toward the end of the season. They won in Rupp Arena, then turned around and beat them in the SEC tournament. Made the semifinals, made a real run. But that same team lost to Grambling back in December. And it just hasn't made sense with some of the early non-conference struggles. They're going to have to get better there. They're going to have to establish themselves and and get in a position to where they're not chasing that number at the end of the year because it seems like they've they've had to do that here the last few years. And and they, I don't know what it is. They've won a lot of games, but whatever it is, the SEC has not been strong enough to push them into that turn. Yeah. Well, I sure, Barry, and I sure appreciate you being on. I don't want to bug you too much, but... uh... I thought you did great, and we appreciate it so much. And I know you got a lot of state of Alabama connections, and our, our listeners always enjoy having you having you on. We'll, yeah, we'll uh, gentry, t- gentry, gentry, tell everybody where they can get all your great work. Yeah, you follow me on Twitter or, or X at uh, gentry underscore s's, and check out. We're right at the at the Tennessee, and a lot of a lot of it's Tennessee Titans football or Nashville Predators hockey, but we cover Vanderbilt. Tennessee too seems like something different every day. It's probably the best part of the job. Thanks, Ginger. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Ginger. Yeah, you bet. Take care, guys. Barry, I, what oh, I'd yeah, like yeah. to do is, is I'll do Prince Glover Hayes, and then after that, I would like the last fifteen minutes for you and I to, to discuss this blue plate. 
Okay. Um, right, let's talk about bioprints and plants cover nays, and then we'll get the blue plate special. We'll talk about the games you looked at. Because I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm about to change, but I don't think I'm going to. But uh, Prince right. Clever and Hayes, attorneys that uh, are outstanding people. And if you have a, a problem with an accident or an injury that uh, you feel like is uh, no reason for it, uh, a bad cause of that accident, then Prince Glover and Hayes at 345-1234 are the people to help you. Um, the success that they've had is, is, is paramount. And uh, that's, that's big. What have they done? And they've been very successful. You'll visit with them on the telephone. After that visit, uh, if you see that you need to go further, you go by 701 Rice Mine Road, sit down and visit with them. They will do a very, very good job of representing you in the right way. So Prince Glover and Hayes, we've had Bob on from time to time. He's very, very good. And uh, Prince Glover and Hayes will be outstanding for you if, if they, if you need them. 345-1234, Prince Glover and Hayes. Go to princelaw.net is the website. Always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. All right, we'll take the break. Get back and figure out what the blue plate special be. Sounds like you may change, Noah, during the break. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, the good news, the delays have cleared on 2059 eastbound out near the Brookwood Rest Area. Everything else in town looks pretty good. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Hey. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Tuscaloosa Toyota. I want to thank those guys. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. You can schedule the service. Look at the new inventory, the uh, pre-owned inventory. Also, they got a great special going on right now. Buy three tires and get one for a dollar. You can do it all right there at the website, TuscaloosaToyota.com. Or swing by Skyland Boulevard. See Justin and David. Uh, DeSantis and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, uh, tell me the games you looked at, and then what did you end up deciding on the blue plate special this week? Well, I, I, Barry, you know, I, what, I'm sorry, one of the one of the games that just keeps bugging me. I'm not going to take it. Is is Maryland um, playing uh, uh, Illinois? Illinois is not very good. Maryland uh, was much better in the Ohio State in the Ohio State game than people realize. They did. They played very well. I know they got beat thirty-seven, whatever it was, but uh, they were in the game, led the whole game three quarters. It's fourteen point. It's a fourteen point uh, deal uh, for for Maryland, and so I've thought about that game a lot, and I think I think personally think that. That's, that would be a good blue play. Today, the offensive coordinator, as I've already said, said that um, it was his fault that uh, he recommended they run a play. And and, and uh, I'm, I'm talking about the Georgia Tech game with Miami, and uh, you know he took the, he took the blame for it with the with the head coach, but the head coach has to take that 
that blame. I'm going to go ahead and take North Carolina for two reasons. One is they're, they're playing at home. Uh, number two, the the point total is three and a half, which is a little bit less. Takes away the the field field goal, but um, I, I, and and the third factor is I think probably that they have done a really good job of their passing game. North Carolina has, and so based on that, um, I'm going to take I'm going to take North Carolina and give a three and a half. Um, right. I don't feel as comfortable about it as I, I, I. How do you feel about it? Uh, I, I think it's good. I think Drake May may be, uh, if not the best, one of the best quarterbacks in uh, the country, and uh, they're playing really well. The game is at home, so I like that. Um, what time is that game? I'm trying to look here real quick. Oh, I, I can't. I can't remember. I can't I'm remember what time. It. I can't it's, remember what uh, time it six, is. Six thirty, six thirty kick. So, I, so yeah. you'll be a late night. There was one other night. game, and I've forgotten which one it was, Barry. There's another game that I like that um, I can't remember. I think you like LSU and Auburn. And I, I I like that one too. Um, yeah, I like the LSU Auburn. Um, yeah, the lines eleven. It's going to be at night in Baton Rouge. I think LSU. Uh, you know, they need to play well. I think their defense has been kicked around. I think their defense will be much better at home. Uh, so I look for LSU. Uh, the um, the Alabama line now has gone up to 20. If I were betting really? man there, I would take I would take Arkansas in 20 uh, in that situation there. I just think it's a yeah. game where Alabama could be flat. Arkansas can score. Alabama's not going to normally score up in the – 40s and 50s, so 20 seems like a lot of points for that game. You agree? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I agree. I think you know, it's all. It's a lot of it is based on on um, the people saying that that Arkansas can't score against Alabama. Alabama's defense has gotten so darn good that um, people can't score against them. So um, I don't know. If that's true or not? Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Noah, you got that? You got that? So it's uh, North Carolina minus three and a half uh, versus Miami. The record uh, is four and two. And, Dad, that's brought to us by Chuck Norwood and Norwood team. Yeah, uh, I, bet you, I should have mentioned to... Chuck Norwood. Sorry. Yeah, I should. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck Norwood uh, took, the, took this and uh, Remax done well. They've done well down there, Chuck. Uh, I, I bought my first condo from Chuck years ago. So um, he's uh, he's sponsoring our show, and I hope it helps him some. He, uh, he got beat by Vanderbilt one time, didn't like that. But I, I told him any time that he felt like we weren't doing good, he could always cancel out. So um, well, He's on a winning two. streak, and he all – yeah, he's on a winning streak. He won – he's on a one-game winning streak, so he's happy with you right now. So, Chuck – Hopefully his. If you're looking to buy, man, there's only one person to use down in the Orange Beach uh, Gulf Shores area. And that is Chuck Norwood with Remax. Really. Y'all would we'll take this last break and get back, and we'll wrap up the show. I know it's been a difficult one for me. Trying to do a show on a computer is not real easy, so I'm better in the studio, Noah. So I will be back in the studio on Monday. But uh, Kerry Clark will actually handle the show for us tomorrow. I know he's going to have Brian Passink on at 7.30 talk a little Alabama 
hoops uh, tomorrow as well, even with homecoming coming up. Uh, maybe a lot of people be in town and uh, get a chance maybe go watch Alabama practice or something. I'm not sure even what time they're practicing over there. But anyway, that's it. We'll, one more break. This is Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, the good news, the delays have cleared on 2059 eastbound out near the Brookwood Rest Area. Everything else in town looks pretty good. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Now get instant savings from towns and Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Under the Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today, although we might see a few intervals of sunshine this afternoon. The high 72. Tonight and tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a chance of widely scattered showers. The low tonight, 60. The high tomorrow at 73. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We want to thank Alabama One. Go to www.alabamaone.org for all their products and services. Great people out at Alabama One. They'll take great, great care of you. All right, we got about three, four minutes here, Deb. Four. Let's run down the line real quick. I'll have you just real quick. This is just for kicks and giggles, not for the blue plate record. Uh, but uh, we'll do just the SEC games. Have you pick them, uh, Georgia? Uh, yeah. Wow. That's a big number. 31 and a half at Vanderbilt. Who are you taking, Georgia or Vandy? 31 and a half. Well, I, 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 uh, I, think, I think Georgia covers. Georgia covers the 31 and a half. Alabama uh, giving 20 uh, to Arkansas. Well, who, who wins that? Uh... I think uh, I think Alabama does. All right, so you got Alabama. Ooh, you got these teams covering these big lines. Florida, South Carolina. You talked with JC. Uh, you should be uh, in good shape there. Uh, South Carolina, two and a half point favorite, two thirty game. Uh, not quite as good. At, you know, the atmosphere is great at night in Columbia. We'll see about a 2.30 game, but uh, two and a half. You taking the Gamecocks or the Gators? I, I, I'll take the home home team. I'll take I'll take uh, South Carolina. It, it's a I don't know game for me. <laughs> yeah. what, what about you? Uh I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think South Carolina is pretty good against Florida. I would be one if you're a gambler. Don't bet it. All right, uh, Texas A&M at Tennessee. Uh, can Texas A&M get off the mat? Uh, the line is currently three. Tennessee's favored by three at home in Rocky Top. Well, I got. I got to take Tennessee. I, I just think the home. I think they're not. They don't have quite the home field advantage that A that A M has. Alabama played them, but I think they've got a darn good one. I think they're doing, you know, they people come alive there. And I think it's hard to play there. And, uh, I know they 
but not great defensively. I take Tennessee. I, I, you notice I always take the home team. Yeah, all right. Uh, Auburn, LSU, line is 11. LSU minus 11. Uh, I think, I think LSU, I'm, I'm like you. I think LSU covers. I probably should have made that a blue play, but I didn't. Uh, all right. But I think, I think LSU covers. All right. And lastly, uh, Kentucky minus – these are some good games. Minus two and a half against Missouri. I'll tell you, Missouri is good. Missouri is really – is that, that game's at Missouri? No, it's at Kentucky. We, yeah, it's yeah. at Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, Missouri's good against the run. I, I, that's a I don't know game either. I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, I, I'd say I'd say probably I'd say probably Kentucky in that game. All right, so there you go. All right, well, the blue plate's locked. Uh, Noah's got it tweeted out or X'd out. Uh, the parade... Uh, Noah, you probably got to go now if you want to go to the parade. So uh, the parade will be starting at 7 a.m. right out of the Colby Costum Park lot. Uh, that's on Saturday. But uh, anyway, should be a good weekend in Tuscaloosa. Hopefully uh, the football game is good as well. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll get out of the way and make way for the Gary Harris Show. So keep it locked in all day long. You just a tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody.